It's Thursday, November 14th, 2019, 51 days since House Democrats launched the impeachment inquiry. And this is Impeachment Today. Good morning. I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Right now, we're all about what happened in the first day of public impeachment hearings yesterday. So buckle up, kids. It's time to go in hard on the highs and lows and the what the fuck was that that we heard in the first of very many days like this ahead of us. Think of it like Sports Center, but for politics and the fate of democracy on the line. Yay. Okay. Bear with me because we're recording this pretty soon after the five hours of hearings ended, so my brain is slightly mush. These are the sacrifices I make for you, and I love it. All right, two witnesses sat in front of the House Intelligence Committee on the first day of public hearings. Deputy Assistant Secretary of State George Kent and Ambassador Bill Taylor, the acting U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. And much like a roller coaster, the start of it was super thrilling, and by the end, you're mostly kind of dizzy and ready to get off the ride. Okay, here's the key moment from Kent's opening statement, pushing back on Trump's claim that former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter were fostering corruption in Ukraine. I became aware that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. Soon after that, in a briefing call with the national security staff of the office of the vice president in February of 2015, I raised my concern that Hunter Biden's status as a board member could create the perception of a conflict of interests. Let me be clear, however, I did not witness any effort by any U.S. official to shield Burisma from scrutiny. In fact, I and other U.S. officials consistently advocated reinstituting a scuttled investigation of Zlachevsky, Burisma's founder, as well as holding the corrupt prosecutors who closed the case to account. And Ambassador Taylor managed to surprise everyone towards the end of his opening statement. Even though he'd already testified behind closed doors, he apparently learned something new since last month. In the presence of my staff at a restaurant, Ambassador Sondland called President Trump and told him of his meetings in Kyiv. The member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Following the call with President Trump, the member of my staff asked Ambassador Sondland what President Trump thought about Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. Uh, wow. And if there's any confusion, here's Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff clarifying that statement with Taylor. After the call, when your staff asked Ambassador Sondland what President Trump thought of Ukraine, his response was that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden. Is that right? And Burisma, yes, sir. Um, And I I take it the import of that is he cares more about that than he does about Ukraine. Yes, sir. So that's really big. One of the main arguments Republicans have been making is that the president is not really involved with Rudy Giuliani and his squad were up to in Ukraine. That's clearly not the case here if Trump is getting updates on Giuliani's hunt for dirt on Biden. Taylor didn't name the staffer, but NBC News has reported that it's David Holmes, a political hand at the embassy. He is now scheduled to give testimony behind closed doors on Friday. But the biggest stars of the morning weren't the witnesses or even the members of Congress. It was a pair of lawyers. The hearing started with 45 minutes on each side for them to grill the diplomats. And guys, I fucking love this format. Daniel Goldman, who is representing the Democrats, used his time to lay out exactly why Trump asking political favors of Ukraine is bad and what was done in pursuit of those favors. Take a listen to his line of questioning. What did you mean when you said you thought it was crazy? 
Ms. Goldman, I meant that because of the importance of security assistance that we had just described and had a conversation with, with the chairman, because that was so important, that security assistance was so important for Ukraine as well as our own national interest, to withhold that assistance for no good reason other than help with the political campaign made no sense. It was, it was counterproductive to all of what we had been trying to do. Uh, it was illogical. It could not be explained. It was crazy. Mr. Ken, is, is pressuring Ukraine to conduct what I believe you've called political investigations a part of U.S. foreign policy to promote the rule of law in Ukraine and around the world? It is not. Is it in the national interest of the United States? In my opinion, it is not. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast on the daily, you already know a lot of that, but it was good to hear it said out loud, very much with the Law and Order Special Impeachment Unit vibes. Then Stephen Castor, who was the Republicans' counsel, used his 45 minutes to push the witnesses to say that Trump was probably doing the right thing, angling to have Burisma, and therefore the Bidens, investigated. Kenton Taylor did not really take the bait. Did uh, the State Department ever express any concerns to the vice president's office that the vice president's role at the time in, in engaging on Ukraine presented any issues? No, the vice president's role was critically important. It was top cover to help us pursue our policy agenda. Okay, but given Hunter Biden's role in Brisbane's board of directors, at some point you testified in your deposition that you expressed some concern to the vice president's office. Is that correct? That is correct. And what did they do about that concern that you expressed? Uh, I have no idea. I reported my concern to the office of the vice president. But because all things beautiful must come to an end, we then got to the member questions. If you've ever watched a full congressional hearing, you know that the questions from Congress people are the worst. Now, intelligence is blessedly a small committee, just 13 Democrats and nine Republicans, and they only had five minutes each for their Q&A. As chair, Schiff got to use any spare time for himself. Here's him getting Taylor to explain why it might not be the best idea to repeat Ukrainian President Zelensky's claim that he felt no pressure from Trump and Giuliani. And so if President Zelensky were to say, I had to capitulate and agree to these investigations, I was ready to go on CNN until the aid got restored, that would obviously be hurtful to him back home, would it not? He cannot afford to be seen to be deferring to any, any foreign leader. And if you were tuning in and out, one of the voices you heard the most was this one. We will never get the chance. We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. This anonymous so-called whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who is the reason we're all sitting here today, will never get a chance to question that individual. That was Jim Jordan, a congressman from Ohio. He's one of Trump's biggest supporters and got moved to the Intelligence Committee for the duration of the hearings. Jordan got in a lot of digs at the process and how this is all a crock of shit, but, you know, in Congress speak, but I would be remiss not to mention that there was a pretty solid dunk on him from Vermont's Peter Welch. Uh, thank you. I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the, the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, President Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. <laughs> 
that's not to say we didn't learn anything valuable from the members' questions. Representative Eric Swalwell brought up the acting White House chief of staff telling reporters to get over it when it comes to trading political favors for military aid. This was Taylor's response. If we're talking about political influence, meaning attempts to get information that is solely useful for political campaigns, if that's what uh, we're, he's talking about, we should not get used to that. <sighs> okay, that was the news. This was the noise. Trump supporters spent the first part of the hearing trying out a new line of defense. Democrats' case against the president? Boring. That was the message from Trump's large adult sons and several other prominent Republicans. This sham hearing is not only boring, it is a colossal waste of taxpayer time and money, White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grissom tweeted. Now, if you were talking about the end of the hearings, I could understand the argument, but the beginning was pretty exciting, if you ask me. Meanwhile, President Trump spent the day trying to offer counter-programming to the hearings. He met with the president of Turkey at the White House today, which was, well, a choice. That was after he spent the morning tweeting out campaign ads. And now, for those of you who fast-forward through all the exposition like a monster, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. And this morning we're at a 6.8. I think that's a fair reading, given that we learned one pretty wild new thing on Wednesday, but most of it was laying the groundwork for the rest of the hearings to come. The next one up is Friday, so Thursday is a bit of a breather to regroup and think about, oh my gosh, we have to do so many more of these. After the break, we've got Addie Baird giving us the vibes from the Hill, and we got some great info from a listener about what impeachment could mean for the 2020 election. Stick around. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90 90210 super fan and radio host Sissini sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking In, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? 
But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. How you ready? Okay, it's one thing to watch or talk about the hearings. It's another thing to be there. BuzzFeed News congressional reporter Addie Baird was on the Hill on Wednesday, so we asked her for a vibe check after the session ended. So build the vibe. Hi, Hayes. It is Addie with the vibe check that you have requested. The vibe on the Hill today has been electric. It has been tense. The day that we have all been looking forward to has finally arrived. It was an absolute media circus. I have never seen more reporters on the Hill than I saw today. After the hearings ended, members of both parties held press conferences in the House building where the hearing was held. Republicans declared victory. It was this huge media scrum, and it was actually a lot of members who are not on the Intel Committee, but major Trump allies who have really been leading the charge here. Matt Gates, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, and they basically said that this testimony today proved that President Trump did nothing wrong. Democrats were a little more realistic. They said that it was a really compelling story, that they feel that this was a really important next step, and wouldn't say if they felt it was officially impeachable, but did say that They felt that this was an outline of the sort of conduct that the founders envisioned would be impeachable and that they are keeping an open mind and and excited to hear what comes next. Also, I saw dogs. There were therapy dogs. I met these two beautiful, fluffy, angelic white dogs, and those dogs absolutely passed the five check. Serious vibes indeed, and I'm very jealous of the dogs you met. One more thing. On yesterday's show, we answered a question from a listener about whether Trump could still run for re-election in 2020, even if he's removed from office. Now, we said that he could definitely run again, but then we got a great email from listener John. He pointed out that the House could block Trump from future federal office as a punishment in their articles of impeachment. There's apparently precedent for this in impeachment cases for federal judges in the past. So, There you go. The more you know. Thanks, John. That is it for today. Tomorrow, we'll have a look at what polling can actually tell us about impeachment, and we'll get you set for another day of testimony on Friday. Also, now that the hearings have begun, we want to know how you're taking in all the everything. Watching on YouTube, following on Twitter, skipping the mess entirely. And beyond how you experience it, which part of the proceedings have been most surprising? Let us know. Open the Voice Memo app on your phone, record your message, and send it to us at impeachment at buzzfeed.com. Or just send me a direct message on Twitter. I'm at Hayes Brown, and my DMs are always open. Be sure to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts, and uh, maybe please leave us a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show. And guys, if you really want to show us some love, go to support.buzzfeednews.com and uh, toss in a few bucks. Thanks, and talk to you tomorrow. 
Where's Ralph? He's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual. Oh, boy. Hey, Ralph, can we get some of that, too? Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah, yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm so excited to be back with a third season of You and Me Both. When I started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. And here's what I know. We cannot get through this alone. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. This season, I'll be talking about the state of our democracy with experts and with people organizing on the ground. We'll draw inspiration from some amazing people like Olympic star Allison Felix and Grammy Award winner Brandi Carlisle. And we'll get into the hard stuff with writer Cheryl Strayed and my dear friend and colleague Huma Abedin. So join us, listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 